Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information and have a couple guests today as well. Uh, Captain Patrick has reached out to the, I don't know, Carvana of boat storage. Uh, that's how Hold it looks on. to me. But, uh, Greg. What? Greg. Greg. What? 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 I, I, I told you that there's been a name change. I now will be referred to as Captain Snarky. Okay, don't care. Moving on. All right, so Carvana yeah. has these, like, car uh, arcade claw type things where like you a just Pez go. dispenser. Yeah, it's, it has it's no pretty claws. wild. There are no claws. Okay, well, this. we'll find out what it's like. But anyway, this guy's come up with a cool, I know, uh, you know, it's in the same vein. Type of way to store boats, possibly. We're no, gonna, we got that coming no, up. It doesn't, it doesn't, okay, it don't care, Patrick. Claw. We'll talk to him in just did a you, bit, and he can clarify what it is then. Come on. Now, <laughs> that's uh, why I sent you the story in the video, so you can I know, and, th- and that's what it looked like to me, so we'll let him explain. <laughs> what? Okay? You, you saw a claw? There was no claw. <laughs> okay, I did not say I said a claw. I said it was a similar type of, you know, type of thing where they stack them up in like a, you know, like a vending machine. It's like was a, Yeah, it's an yeah, automated it's like, uh, boat yeah. vending machine. Right. Sounds like they did some engineering on that. Oh, Maybe. they did some. Yeah. They, I'm surprised if they didn't use Disney engineers for that. Well, they might have. We'll find out. And then later on, uh, Mike has uh, hooked us up with some friends of his that have just restored a classic vessel or something. Is that right? Or he, what, what do you do, Mike? Yes, sir. We're going to get to talk about a really cool boat that uh, was built down in the Keys back in 1967. Right. Get it. It was built with a claw. It was built with a claw, of course. (laughs) With engineering. Okay. So we got that coming up. Might inspire some other boaters to do similar work. We will see. Uh, But then we got a bunch of uh, stories, boating news and information we can navigate through. Captain Patrick, where are we? Um, Well... And where are we going, let's I should see. say, maybe. Where are we going? Well, let's let's start with something that's shouldn't have happened but did. Uh this is up in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's heading out on the water, it seems. Um and oftentimes uh it also seems that boats are getting overloaded. Um and one type of boat that you definitely don't want to overload is a double decker pontoon boat. That would make sense. Yeah, you don't want to do that. You yeah, don't want to overload any boat, but a top-heavy boat like that might, uh, if you overload it, it might flip right over, I guess. They Is go over would, much but, easier than others. Yeah. Well, there's that, There's that, and this this particular pontoon boat, you know, it's it's not a, a huge upper deck on this, but more probably observation area, if you will. So it was pulling a tube, and these pontoon boats now, over the last... Uh, call it five, seven years. I mean, you've got some pontoon boats that are bordering on, it, it's not your grandfather or your great grandfather's pontoon boat anymore. Yeah. So this particular one was pulling a tube and went into a turn 
so tight that it caused the vessel to heel over mm. and go over on its side. And the boat had 15 people on it, uh, 15 adults, including children. Ooh, not good. So it's, it's, it's one of those things that be aware of, of the vessel, <laughs> uh, especially if it's, you're new to boating. Um, ask those questions of, of the dealer. Uh, ask those questions of other boaters. And don't go to Facebook and pose a question because you're going to get the most ridiculous responses and you're going to wind up following one of those uh, inane comments and you're going to wind up getting really, really hurt. Flamed. Go to people that you'll get flamed. Yeah. Well, it's not so much flamed as it's like, oh, well, that guy said that I can use the boat with and put eight people up on top and you do it. And well, you, you know, can, but uh, it might uh, cause your vote. No, to no, tip over. You, you don't, you, you don't want to do that. No. You don't want to do that. All right. So, um, and that, and we see that happening more and more as more people have been heading out to the water. They're making some really dangerous choices. Um, there was a video that got posted to the World of Boating Facebook page, which if you haven't checked out, uh, please do and like us, follow us. Of course, those are also uh, available on the worldofboating.com uh, website. But this video, uh, I, Barry and Mike, I don't know if you managed to catch it. I know uh, uh, Greg didn't because, you know, he. It, this is the only time of the, the week that he pays attention to the show. Um, You're welcome. But. It, it showed this center console boat going out of haulover. And Mike and Barry, I know you both have experience coming in and out of inlets. Uh, I, I do as well. Greg has only done it on cruise ships, so he has no idea what we're talking Wrong. about. Wrong! Haulover uh, inlet is a rather dangerous inlet. I go through there often. Is that the one well, the dive boat goes over? Yes, it is. Okay, see, I've done it many a so, time. So this very large center console performance boat is, is heading out and there are what appears to be two women up in the bow. And as the boat is transiting, um, definitely the fault of the person at the helm uh, for not properly placing his passengers. Right. um, And not knowing how to maybe navigate those inlets um, or waiting for the right time uh, to, to go and do it. But as the boat was coming out and the bow got stuffed, of course, powered up, came out and you see the lady on the uh, starboard bow uh, come flying out of the boat. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, it's just like a catapult. I mean, yeah. There, and there's no she, way to stop it. And she, well, the, the way to stop it would have been to place your passengers in the aft end of the boat until you safely transited right. the, the my, inlet. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that but at that yeah, point, in that it, was case, just, it was over. Yeah, because you know, first stuffing the bow and getting that rush of water in, which dislodges them, and then coming up and, and you know now they're already loose to their seating. They're not secure. And you got to give her credit because she never let go of her cell phone. If you watch that video, I mean, she, she's going, she, and when she went in the water, she went under and that hand is, is, is that phone was not going under and thank goodness for this jet skier that was out there. And apparently from, from what I've read up, uh, this particular person has 
perform these type of rescues. He's not part of a rescue team or anything like that. He's just a recreational jet skier. But he happened to be there and managed to get in because this boater, I mean, that some people had faulted him for not turning around and going, well, you're not doing that, not in those conditions, because you're going to wind up even in a, in yeah, a exactly. worse situation. But yeah. not having a throw cushion ready, not being aware of you know what was happening, and it, it, it just a confluence. She's lucky she didn't get hit by the boat. She's lucky she didn't get hit by the props. Um, and you watch her as she's getting drawn out through the inlet, and this jet skier was there. And, of course, as she comes up on the jet ski, you know, to, to the uh, stern of the jet ski, the first thing she's do is hands a guy her cell phone. If nothing else, save the cell phone. Don't worry about me. <laughs> Protect my phone, please. Yeah, I mean, here's a here's the thing. You know, um, with with all the COVID stuff that's been going on, and we've talked about how crazy the boating industry has gotten. Uh, boats are just being sold left and right. All kinds of new people are entering the boating world, mm -hmm. right? Um, the, the one thing I would say to someone buying a boat, no matter what the size is, is go take a, a boating safety course and learn these things because, um, you know, uh, bo boats are, are, you know, they're heavy, they're powerful. They don't operate like a car. Um, lots of, lots of variables occur with a boat that, uh, don't occur with other things that you're used to doing. So uh, if you're new to boating, you know, God bless you. Thank you for entering our world we we're glad to have you but uh definitely go get the the training you need uh to safely operate your vessel yeah i mean even go so far as i mean the boating courses are a great start but you know if you're going to be uh exiting and entering an inlet often hire a captain that's familiar with the area that can train you on how to properly do it and what to do more importantly, in case things go wrong, because they can, even with the most experienced boater, you know, you get that rogue swell, a, a wave doesn't quite break the way that you intended. And, you know, you stuff that bow and you see the green water coming up over and you, you freak out. Do you cut power? Do you power through? Um, what happens when the boat starts getting rolled to the port or to the starboard? Uh, what happens when the stern gets lifted up and that the bow is definitely feels like it's going under? I mean, it sinks. That's what happens when those. No, things. it it, it well, doesn't. It doesn't sink. Well, you, know, you need to know your flips. You need to know your boat's limits too. Yeah, and you need yeah, to get boat, phone insurance and not worry about your phone so much. Maybe <laughs> yeah. too. I don't know. All right, look, we got a lot more uh, coming up here on the World of Boating. Uh, stay close. More coming up. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scuba radio.com go there now and check out nanook 
the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast looks like one ship was saved today a relationship This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. That's me along with Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, even Bill the Engineer has joined us now. He uh, was a little late to the party, but we got him on as part of the crew. I, I think, uh, did he just row up in a dinghy? Is that what happened? I was we swimming. Him, we, fi- we fished him out of the water. Okay. I was doing my laps. You're doing your laps. Okay. Doing a little exercise. I understand. Uh, and that is fine. All right. So uh, this week... Captain Patrick reached out to a friend of his or someone he he got to know named Todd down in Fort Myers, who has come up with a unique uh, way to store boats there at that marina. One, I guess it's one of a kind. Todd, welcome to the world of boating. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Thanks for having me. All right. So uh, the, the storage device, I mean, is this something you developed or you just kind of took it from a vending machine and just made it supersized or what exactly? What is this thing, Todd? Yeah, well, um, it, it started off that uh, we had a marina here in Fort Myers Beach, and it was a very small piece of property, and uh, it was uh, starting to age. It was uh, built back in the 70s, your standard metal uh, dry storage barn, and it had reached its life of, uh, uh, the end of its life, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, started to be pretty rusty, so we had to come up with a game plan on what we were going to do, and we certainly wanted to redevelop the dry storage the problem was it was such a small piece of property that we had to get uh, pretty creative on how we were going to store, especially these larger boats um, that are that are coming out today. Right. Um, so we started looking at some automation, started trying to find a way to get away from forklifts with uh, these large drive aisles and just some of the some of the things in the conventional dry storage that take up so much space and. Uh, we went to the robotics show in Atlanta, Georgia, and we got to know uh, a group of, uh, of engineers, uh, uh, this group uh, called LTW out of Austria, Germany, and um, 
but there was a local contractor here that already had a relationship with him. And so he introduced me to him and, uh, you know, it, it's pretty incredible. They've been automating warehouses for 25, 30 years now, but, you know, we're just now trying to get this technology into the marine industry. And, uh, so we are the first to use the, this specific, uh, equipment and this specific automation that we've got here at Gulf Star Marine in Fort Myers Beach. And it's just, uh, it's just an incredible thing to see and experience and, you know, we've developed it over 10 years, and then over the past two years and, and about two and a half years now, we've been uh, actually building this project, and we are officially open, and uh, it's operational, and it is something to see. Yes, sir. I bet. Patrick? So, yeah, I, I out of the whole crew, I, I believe I'm probably the only one who's actually operated a uh, forklift uh, and moved boats, uh, not, not quite as high as a lot of marinas, but, you know, from a factory level, stack three high. And it can be a little daunting at times, especially if it's not something you're doing day in, day out. So how does this system, I mean, I understand it's automated, but can you take us through a process? A customer, uh, customer of yours shows up and wants his boat. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, first of all, we're using um, some other technology. It's called the Boat Cloud. Uh, this fella has put together an app, a smartphone app, that allows you to communicate. And there's quite a few marinas that are using this app. But it, it's really to schedule your boat launches. So instead of making a phone call, either getting a busy signal or leaving a message, you know, occasionally getting somebody to pick up, you, you open this app, you choose the time you want to go out, and once you've chosen your time, a menu comes up and allows you to uh, allows us to provision your boat. Whether you want fuel, ice, case of water, all of these different. And this menu will continue to grow as we can provide more and more services. But this is how we communicate with the boat owners that they want their boat launched at ten o'clock. So hmm. um, there's an app for that. Evidently, now <laughs> there's an app. Yes, yeah. sir. yes, sir. And. Uh, we, you know, we started to create our own app until we found this, and it, it really is robust, and the guys have done a nice job with it. And, and come to find out, this automated uh, partner that we have, uh, they, they have uh, been working on app absolutely. And, uh, when you when you uh, schedule a time on the app, it already tells the automated system, and you know, it presets it an hour early so that we're ahead of the schedule. And uh, this automated system will launch their boat and hand it to us near the water here about an hour before the customer uh, wants it at the dock. So very efficient. It allows us to put the boat. Yeah, Todd, that's well, amazing. Yeah, what about the uh, size of this facility? How many boats can you handle there in Fort Myers with this uh, new technology? Yeah, so we believe the facility will handle somewhere between 100 and 150 boats. Um, depends on the size of the boat. So. Uh, something that we can do here that has never been done before. We can stack boots front to back. So uh, I've got an 80-foot long bay, and the 40-footer 40, 40 is my longest boat, so 40 feet length overall. So let's say a 36 yellow fin with outboards and uh, bow pulpit, you know, that's about 40 feet. So that's about my biggest boat. Um, so I can put two of those front to back in this 80 foot bay, or I can put three 25s That's 75 feet. So any, any combination that I can, uh, fill an 80 foot bay with why, um, you know, the, you know, I can efficiently fill that. So, uh, so back to the number count, it depends on what size boats start showing up 
on how many boats I'm going to have in this barn, but somewhere between 100 and 150 boats will fit in this facility. Yeah. Wow. So very well, yeah, if, you're doing it the, if you're doing it the traditional way with a forklift and all that, how many would you be able to accommodate? Yeah. So, you know, traditional forklift, you can only put one boat, you know, only one boat deep. So we'd probably be limited to somewhere around 60 boats. You know, the barn we tore down, I think we had 63 boats. You know, but like I said, you know, the biggest boat I could take was a 25 footer, you know, and uh, back in the early seventies, if you had a 25 foot Mako with twin outboards, I mean, that was the, that was the grouper catching boat for Southwest Florida. So that's what they built this old barn for. But, uh, there you go. we all know now these, yeah, these boats are now 35, 40 feet and getting longer, but, uh, we've cut it off. We had to. We had to design it for something, and so we've designed it for 40 feet length overall. Well, there you go. Sounds very efficient. Great use of space, obviously. Uh, I would imagine uh, it makes it more economical for you, too. So you're raking in the doughs and uh, dough and like you're a millionaire now or what, Todd? Be honest. Well, well, we, uh, we've, we've been open five weeks. Yeah. So, uh, I'm so not you're quite waiting. a millionaire yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm patiently waiting. Okay. Uh, All right. It takes is, time. I mean, we are... Yeah, that's right. It will mm-hmm. take some time, but uh, in five weeks we're about sixty percent full. We've already got fifty-eight boats in the barn. There you go. And that's we great. could not be happier. It really, with the response, it's just been incredible. I bet. So, Todd, if people want more information about this facility you have in Fort Myers, what website can they go to to check it out and get more info? Yeah. Yep, GolfStarMarina.com. Simple enough. It's, uh, is. Yeah, it's it's the website, and then of course we have an Instagram page, which uh, is just loaded with videos that really show you how the system works. If you watch a few of those videos, um, you'll get to see the boats go through the entire system. You gotta love it. All right, that was excellent. Great, great work. I think uh, you know that could be a thing of, or, or you know that's what's to come for all us boaters. More coming up. Listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, Mike the Mariner, Bill the Engineer. We got a full crew. All right, that's pretty cool uh, technology, I think. Is this the future, Patrick? What do you think? Come on. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's the future. It certainly takes a lot of the hassle of running a forklift in a marina, and it allows you for more capacity on a smaller piece of land which when we're talking about waterfront that's that's at a premium the only drawback that i see and and i hate to be that guy but that's my role on the show so i'm going to be that guy so in steps captain snarky is for there are boat owners out there that they want that concierge service they want the app they pull it up this is how i want the boat provisioned fuel it up i pull up valet goes and parks my car me and my guests, we get on the boat, out we go, we come back, we step off, cars are pulled up, AC's running, we step in, we go home, you guys clean up the boat, all that, and that's fantastic. My only concern with boaters like that is if they don't, they're not taking the time to get to know their vessel, so invariably, when they have a problem, they don't know what to do other than maybe to uh, get a hold of Tow or, or Towboat US and come and get me. Uh, so it, to me, it, it, 
it's kind of like the state of electronics with joystick controls and everything like that, which makes docking, uh, which people find to be probably the most stressful thing to do, uh, fun and enjoyable, but it also diminishes the skill set that boaters 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, uh, would have and would practice. Now it's becoming less and less um, of a as something that people are bothering to do. They just want to get in, boat's already running, show up, I want to go out, use it, come back, step off, and uh, I'll see you again in a couple weeks. Hmm. Well, it's not it's not all that different from having a boat in the water, though. I mean, my boat's in the water, so I just walk up, throw my bags in, do a couple of checks, and, and it's ready to go. Yeah, and if it's going to be an extended period of time, you're going to have it uh, stored. And you don't want to have to do that. Let the computer handle that uh, job for you. All right, we got more coming up. Stay close. Listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. I love boats. No, you don't love boats. You love the idea of a boat. Love. Exciting and new. This is the world of boating, sometimes known as the love boat of a crew featuring myself, Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Bill the engineer, Mike the mariner, Barry the boater, or more often than not, uh, it's it's just like we hate each other. I don't know. It's uh, now we love no, each other. We're good, we just hate you. Oh, that's right. It's, that's what it is. Barry the boater. What say you? I was watching the videos of this uh, new boat facility, and the yeah. thing is really cool. It looks like it something is. from Disney World. Everything's right. automated. It just you see just the boat just going down one hallway and then going up. And yeah, it, see, I would fantastic. I'd want to just use the app and just have my boat stored and open. You know, uh, just just go back and forth just to watch mm. it. Watch well, the computer you have to do have the, It isn't it isn't cheap either to store your boat like that. But uh, definitely, if you can't store it at home, this might be the next best thing. Right. Uh, well, it's, it's safer too, you know. Yeah, it's a concrete boats. building, so it's yeah. made to withstand 200 mile an hour winds. Okay, and uh, it's completely sealed up. So, mm-hmm. unlike outdoor storage, where critters and other things can, you know, get inside your boat, birds yeah. can make droppings on there. This see, well, that Barry that has down. a 17 footer in his garage, and now he can go bigger when they install one of these storage facilities in his neck of the woods. Right? Yeah. Well, it does, you know, it does make for easier u- use of a boat uh, because when I take my boat out, you got to figure about 30 minutes to get it all hooked up and leave here and then an hour's drive towards the uh, ocean area and then getting it off the trailer and into the water where there you would just get into your car, drive down to the marina, you know, the boat's all ready for you, you get in, you do your thing, you come back, do whatever work you got to do on it and then they put it away for you. Barry, in five years with self-driving cars, there'll be an app. You just all you're going to have to do is get in your vehicle, punch in the coordinates. The the vehicle's going to take you where you want to go. It'll back up to the trailer, hook it all up. There'll be little nanobots that'll come out and attach <laughs> it and make sure the chains are secure. And then it'll take you to the ramp. It'll back you down. 
Uh, the little nanobots will get out, actually carry you to the boat because God forbid we should actually get out and step up into the boat. There'll be a little jet pack that lifts you up and deposits you inside. You know, I like, you know, I think, I think boating is one of those things that again, and not to discount what Mike said earlier, but with concierge boating, you know, they're provisioning the boat for you. They're fueling the boat for you. They're doing the, the engine, the service checks, the fluid levels, all that stuff. All you're doing is showing up, getting in, going away. You're not even tying up dock lines. And well, it makes, it can make for, to Mike's point earlier, a, a little more uh, hazardous out on the water for, for when you go to a boat dealership. You don't have to show any type of a boating license or you know how to operate a boat. You can buy a boat that'll do 100 miles an hour on the water. As long as you got the cash or the financing, they're going to hand you the keys and away you go. And we've yeah. seen well, those I, I, You want to just be able to do the good stuff. Time. That's what, yeah, that's but, what but it's about. This is, just, yeah. this is just an automated storage facility. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are other storage places that still use the forklifts, and they'll have your f- boat filled, f- fueled for oh, you. Oh, yeah. For a while, done and all that. And then the computers will take over, and uh, you know they will rule the world. Yeah, now you're just going to be sitting at home behind your computer and watching your boat because that's going to be more enjoyable for some people than actually getting out on the boat and safer. It, it could be, but but at least you won't have someone you know just pushing the buttons, the control buttons. You know, you mean like Greg? Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm glad of What's my marina. My marina. Uh, sends a boat around to do pump outs for five bucks. Whoa. So I never have to touch that <laughs> for five dollars. That's that's five bucks. That no. sounds like you need an app for that. I, then you wouldn't have to even touch anything or even talk to anyone remotely associated with such activities. Does that well, mean Mike? Ever- is, does that mean that Mike is not a seasoned boater because he doesn't get rid of his own? Uh- <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure Mike has. I don't. I don't care what your opinion of, is of me on that issue. <laughs> <laughs> You'll pay the five bucks for it. I think I would too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so if you, if you ever right. wonder, if you ever wondered how much S costs, it's five bucks. Okay, interesting. Now we know. All right. So uh, coming up, we do have a, a guest, a friend of yours, right, Mike? That uh, restored this yes, boat? Sir. Is that what happened? Mm-hmm. And, yes, uh, sir. Barry the boater yeah. called the picture of this boat. What, what did you say, Ansel? I, I said that there's a boat builder named Ansel Saunders in yeah. Bimini, and he's still alive, and he's still building boats that look almost exactly like this. They're beautiful, hand-built mahogany boats, and I sent yeah. him some pictures. Flat hey, well, just, just look at that. Yeah. Do you know that when Bill was a uh, in Boy Scouts, um, he built a canoe out of toothpicks? Really? Yeah. yeah, and it got picked no, up in a tornado and put not through a steel building. I, 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 I built one out I, of uh, popsicle sticks. I, I we made the popsicle stick ones, but that was just <laughs> that was just so we could figure out what size birch tree to cut down because okay. we would we would use our spoons uh-huh. and we would t- cut down the birch trees and then hollow them out. Uh, that's how we made them. Hmm. I assume that's how everyone makes them. Right. And you used, and what, is, a chisel and a hammer, and that's it, right? Spoons. Yeah. Oh, spoons. You just gutted them out with your spoons, right? Okay. But, but, yeah, the, but spoon, Steve, for, the spoon's in your knife. Your uh-huh, Swiss Army uh-huh. knife spoon uh-huh. is yeah, usually for boy, good enough for making most most canoes. Got it. For Boy Scouts, first they had to forge their own spoons. Hmm. All <laughs> right. Actually, they had to dig out, you know, <laughs> dig out the uh, the iron 
the iron ore and, and <laughs> melt it. Wow. Score. Yes, yeah. exactly. Now, what is Barry doing on Facebook Live right now? What are you holding you, up? You were just talking about popsicle sticks. This is my launch pad made out of popsicle sticks. This is what I did during my code COVID vacation. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for sharing. <laughs> you can only see this on Facebook Live, and we apologize if you do. Uh, but uh, but there you go. All right. So uh, before we get that guest on uh, next, we got something else we want to cover real quick there, Patrick, or what? What's going on? Uh, yeah. Uh, over in uh, Greece, um, there's a ferry that is in transit. And um, out in the open sea, what do you think it spots? Anyone? Anyone? Who hasn't read the story? So, so UFO in Greece. So it's in the open sea. It is Kraken. Okay, that's close. Close. I say UFO. A whale. A whale. A whale of a whale. Well, um, Patrick, it is a very small child. It is a very small child, a four-year-old girl that is floating on a unicorn tube. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say unicorn, in, and I go, really? The Mediterranean. Huh. Where was she going? Well, she was swimming with her parents on the beach uh, next to the uh, Antimira port when uh, strong currents swept the inflatable unicorn and took her to deep waters. Hmm. Um, which begs the question, where were her parents? Well, well back took at them the beach, so long to figure that out. <laughs> she she's floating on a unicorn. What's the worst that could happen? Well, here you go. Um, yeah, the worst so, thing that could happen is she'd be picked up by Greek mariners. That's the worst outcome. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> well, as it turns out, that's that's what happened. Uh, the crew of the ferry actually, there's a great video that's part of the story again. That's on uh, the Facebook page for World of Boating or WorldofBoating.com. And it shows the crew of the ferry. They, they of course, uh, stop, and uh, they show that uh, she gets closer and closer, and, and we're able to rescue her and bring her on board. So it was, in the end, a uh, very happy ending, but um, one that could have been uh, quite uh, tragic um, had it gone an, another way. So hats off sure. to the crew. Of the ferry they, for one. So just uh, so we're clear, being aware the, enough to they did they didn't rescue her and send her into slavery or anything like that. They actually rescued her, brought her back to her parents, and then scolded her parents like, "What were you thinking?" Uh, that, that's my best uh, Greece accent I got. Sorry, Bill, care to take a shot? That sounded Greek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, no, no. Okay, I, I all right. Not well, yeah. You, I, hey, why why uh, try to improve on perfection? I hear you. Okay. I, what what part of that story did you get anything about slavery? I, I'm trying no, to I'm, I'm just, trying to figure out how how you what what part of that story would even lead you to to make a comment like that. Well, she was just she was rescued and they they took care care of her. And you were saying earlier that you know the that was probably the worst <laughs> outcome that a bunch of Greek sailors found this young girl on a unicorn. I didn't, I didn't say that was the worst outcome. I, I said I did. that. It, yeah, Bill did. Bill did. See. Yeah. Okay. Um, Also, the uh, 2020 Con Yachting Festival has been canceled. That sounds like a con to me. Why do we care? Because will the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show be next? I hope not because I've already applied for my press credentials. I'm waiting for confirmation that I'm going to get them. But um, it is a question, even with the safety measures that uh, they've already uh, put in place uh, from Reed Exposition, 
Um, the Monaco uh, Yacht Show has been canceled. The Con Yachting Festival has been canceled. So there is a very real concern coming up uh, from October 28th through November 1st when uh, FLIBS is set to take place. Will it actually go off? Yeah, 50-50 at best is my guess. All right, more coming up on the World of Boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast i just looked there are thousands of boats in lakes rivers and oceans thousands and thousands of boats there's signs all over some of the boats have 10 flags on them they're incredible they're thousands baby trump do 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 baby trump do 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 baby trump do 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 baby trump mommy trump do 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 mommy trump do 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 mommy trump do 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 mommy trump Okay, Daddy. I think we get the idea. Daddy. Trump. Little earworm action for you. We got a lot of requests for that, believe it or not, from last week. Yeah, our passengers are like a glutton for punishment, is what I'm starting to wonder. But uh, we do what we do and apologize, usually in advance. But if not this week, uh, I apologize now. All right, so Mike the Mariner has a friend of his who has restored a classic flats boat. And uh, I don't know, do you guys uh, 
Are you at the same arena, Mike, or what? What's going on? What do you think? No, 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 no. He, no, his is a, he has a, uh, a, a super special uh, 1967 Willie Roberts flats boat. Willie Roberts. And is that he's one of the Duck Dynasty guys? <laughs> no. No, okay. <laughs> no. That's really we're out. Yeah, well, Robertson. Yeah. I don't, okay. I don't. Yeah, it could be. Well, we have Robert, who is uh Mike's friend on uh World of Boating right now. Welcome, Robert. How are you, buddy? Thank you guys. I appreciate hey, you uh, showcasing this boat. Okay. Yeah. So so where are you where do you have this boat first off? Since you're not in the same it's, arena. Uh yeah. here in Altamont Springs, Florida. Okay. All right. And so, and this is a 1967 Willie Roberts flats boat. So, was it like in disrepair when you came across it and decided you're going to restore it, or what? No, this um, this boat was restored in in '95. Okay, and they covered it with teak at that point. Mm-hmm. So it, it hadn't been restored since then, and uh, I saw it online and. I've I've had three Willie Roberts flats boats over the years, and if you know Willie Roberts boats, it's I mean he's the one that that is credited with with just the best design for flat fishing down in the Alamorada area. Okay, um, but when I purchased this boat, it the teak was in real bad shape. It was just all dried out, so. Um, I put approximately 200 hours uh, restoring this boat. Wow. You know what? uh, You should have been on earlier because there's an app probably in development as we speak that would have done all that work for you via computer. (laughs) But uh, Yeah, I was listening. uh, But you're old uh, school. I I respect that. Hindsight. Hindsight. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. All right. So so you saw it and, and you thought, hey, this would be a fun project. So was it fun or did you get into it and go, holy crap, what did I get myself into? I would... I have to decide on both sides of that <laughs> because it's Willie Roberts. And if, if your listeners will, will go back and, and look at some of the Willie Roberts boats and, and who he really is. Um, there's a lot of love and, and there's a lot of history connected with him and these boats. So yeah, it was a lot of work. Absolutely. But uh, the end result um, is, has been fantastic. And I've had it out to the um, St. John's over by the, where Mike's marina is. Right. And even the um, – and Mike, you'll have to help me. The, this, the captain of the uh, dinner ship there, he recognized the boat immediately. Oh, the Barbara Lee. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Barbara okay. Yeah, he recognized yeah, that he vessel. Came out and he, just, he was just like uh, drooling all over it, I guess. Is that right? He did. He grew, he grew up in the uh, South Florida area. And the first thing he said was, that's been my dream my whole lifetime. So you can only imagine, you know, what kind of smile is my face. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, that was his dream all along or uh, to have one? Like he said, can I please have this or just yes. go for <laughs> Yes, have, have a. Yeah. And you told him to suck it, I Robert, assume, right, Robert? Like he, and just said, yeah, you wish you were me kind of deal, right? <laughs> Right. Okay. Right. All right. Well, that's you earned it after 200 hours of work on this vessel. Okay. And then, now, Mike, you've seen it, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, Robert. What are uh, like? What What are some of the unique things about a Willie Roberts boat that you you probably wouldn't see on another flats boat of that type? Well, 
remember, these boats were built back in the 50s and 60s, and they were completely built out of plywood in those days. Hmm. So the hull design is just so unique because they were fishing the, the bridges and the backwaters of Alamorada, and the boat was designed to, you know, take take that hard wind that, that come that, that blows through the uh, keys, and at the same time, it's got a extremely flat bottom with a with a just incredible V to the front. Uh, I, I I overpowered the boat and put a seventy horse on it, and I can go into a full turn, and the boat, as flat as it is, does not skip it'll it'll slide a little bit on me but it doesn't jerk and pull like like most boats that are designed today if you go into a full full turn it'll it'll grab and almost throw you out of the boat where this boat just wants to track that line it's it's amazing um all the guides back in the the 60s uh use willie's boats and willie and and Bob Hughes were partners back in those days. And everybody knows that Hughes boats went on to do what he did. And Willie's kept with the, the wooden boats and he built all his boats himself by hand. You got to love it. Flat bottom boats make the boating world go around. I think there's a song like that like somewhere. Flat yeah. bottom girls. I yeah, think no, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. Robert, great work. I love it. Thank you for uh, sharing your adventure. I don't know that I'm willing to put in that much time on uh, restoring a vessel, but who knows? Maybe I can get Patrick to do it for me. And on that note, where I know he'll say no, I'll just not let him answer. We'll wrap it up for another week. Till next time, remember, whether it's sail or motor, life, life is, is life better, is better as, as a boater. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.